Tell them we up next, you can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. That's it, one take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that. That's the one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Well. <laughs> episode 74, we in the building. You already know who it is. It's the host with the most, B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Yes, yes, yes. Before we get started, you already know how it goes over here. Please follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If you have any brand new deals, business opportunities, please email us at thismightnotgowell at gmail.com. Episode 74. Let's do the weekly check-ins, brother. How are you doing this week? I'm cooling. I'm cooling. I'm here. I'm on time. <laughs> I'm straight. How you feeling? Yeah. I'm, you know what? I want to give you a special shout out, bro. Why? You know, this impromptu. You know, I, I appreciate your commitment this past year, man. You know, you've just been on the grind with me with this pod. Like, you've been consistent showing up, you know, and I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you too, my guy. All right. This week is cool. You feel me? It was the weather looking nice. It's almost slut me out season. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready, feel me? Almost slut your nigga out or slut your girl out. The weather's coming soon. Maybe after Memorial Day, we might do the slut me out guide, okay? But we back with a lot of one this week. And last week, I gave y'all a little summer anthem, which could be potentially this summer anthem by Gorilla, which is fuck nigga free, FNF. But you know, the guy's got something to say about it. Slick, drop it. I need some of that pussy, man. Okay, I'm F-R-E-E, friendly bitch, free, entertaining, broke niggas, why you talking to me? That's why you S-I-N-G-L-E again, cause you wanna be a hoe with your little dog ass friend. O-P-R-O-K-E, little bitch, always see somebody section, roll a bush and let you hit. O-M-E-S-S-Y, asshole, case they got a nigga in his little nosy asshole. Bitch, your attitude do not match your description, but had a nerve to have me y'all off in your mind. What the fuck? <laughs> we not we not with you friendly hoes out here. You hear me? You know what? You know y'all all because you know what we had to we had to respond. Us fellas had to respond because a lot of women I saw this past weekend was giving it up crazy to that song over here, singing with their chest over here. They were singing the S I N G L E loud like. Attacking us, so you know the fellas had to come back with a response over here. We don't like none of you friendly assholes. You know the vibes. We got shot and slick. <laughs> we here. We get the we get, we get we get the energy up. You feel me? What's your thoughts on that? You feel me? We not fucking with the friendly ass girls out here. You heard? I'm just laughing because you didn't even let this shit get to New York crazy. Yeah, <laughs> this shit ain't even reach anthem levels, and you already got the rebuttal. That's hilarious. Come on now, you know we here, you know, but but we gotta get serious a little bit when we talk about the first topic that we're gonna talk about. Oh man, 
this hit a little quite close to home a little bit because you know a lot of people up there are going through a lot of stuff and it's happened in our state but we want to send our prayer and condolences to all the families of the victims and the buffalo terrorist attack i'm calling it a terrorist attack i'm not even calling it a mass shooting i'm calling it a terrorist attack it's crazy bro over the last i just saw i just saw a statistic on the news the other day the past week and there was nearly eight to ten mass shootings what the fuck? that what happened fuck? in the in, in in the u.s bro and there was a little one Shortly after the Buffalo one, there was a little one at a church in California. And the more information is coming out about the Buffalo. Shout out to the Buffalo segments over there for, for, you know, being part of and helping out with the visual there. And also shout out to everyone that did a visual in New York City for the families and victims of, of this situation. I don't even know where to begin, Slick. I you could you could you could lead this topic off, man. Um, I guess the best way to start it is just you know I want to list off the names of the people that were killed. I don't even want to give old boy no pub because that shit is sickening. Like again, if you weren't aware of a, a, a deranged eighteen year old white man drove for hours to a Buffalo supermarket and live streamed on Twitch him shooting what thirteen people, killed thirteen people, injured se- several more. And of the 1311 were black. So I just want to just, you know, state their names so we can just send love to their family. So we got Aaron Salter, Ruth Whitfield, Pearly Young, Catherine Massey, Hayward Patterson, Celestine Cheney, Roberta Drury, Margus Morrison, Andre McNeil, Geraldine Talley. And of the two that were, a couple more that were injured, we got Zaire Goodman, Jennifer Warrington, and Christopher Braden. So we just want to send love and healing energy to you guys. And I don't want to harp too much on it because this is a very, very, you know, deep and traumatic topic. But we need better gun control laws. There's no reason that people should be able to get assault weapons and, you know, like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why the fuck do you need a fucking AR-15 or whatever the fuck he was using? And I think that we also have to call into question just, like, white supremacy. Like, is this what people want? Is this what God is telling these lunatics to do? Or whatever you subscribe to. Like you feel like the world just having too much color. And you want to just go out and just hurt people. For the sake of making you feel better. You just threw your life away. You done ended 11 lives. Traumatized dozens more. Like I heard my students talking about it. And you know what else is like really scary. Is that to do it on a platform like Twitch. I don't think Twitch said anything up until what I saw. You know. I don't think that. And I think that children are so impressionable. Like kids today. And social. Like they're de-socialized. They think all that shit is like. I don't want to say funny because they knew the severity of it, but it's like when they mention, oh, he lives on Twitch, like that nigga, wild and da da da. But it's like you see smirks and shit because like people are so impressionable because you know we 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 most of the time you go out, you see people shooting on Twitch as video games. Yeah, uh, you know. So it's like, just again, this generation is very overexposed and underdeveloped. That's why I couldn't even watch the video, bro. I haven't seen it. They were they were, they were sharing it. I saw I saw a screenshot. Because, you know, they were showing now how the weapon that he had had um, racist remarks on it. I heard he had, like, nigger Written on, his um, on, 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 like, the, on, like the, on the scope. And then he had some other stuff on the side of the weapon. So in one of the screenshots, it was kind of showing him shooting the lady in the head. 
and I couldn't even I couldn't even watch it, bro. I can't I can't do that to myself. Like I love Twitter, but Twitter be having too much too much graphic stuff sometimes that I don't want to be desensitized when it comes to this stuff, man. Bro, you know I deactivate my shit every week. <laughs> yeah, that that I couldn't do that to myself. And um I know you mentioned um Aaron's um Salter Jr., but I just also want to give him a just a whole Rory just for even trying to save people, man. He was the security guard who tried to, he, he confronted the gunman, a retired, retired police officer. And he tried to, and you know, he did shoot a couple at the, at the terrace, but you know, he had a body armor and other stuff. So he didn't get to able to really do anything damage wise to the, to the shooter. I, bro, I don't know what to say. I just, I, I, I honestly don't know what to say. If you can't, you don't feel safe going into, and then also we saw in the Love Lovers and Friend Festival, there was a whole stampede because apparently there was a potential gunshots that was fired. And yeah, our niggas can't even go to the supermarket, can't have fun. Like I said, it's traumatizing. I think that that's another scary thing about this, just growing up now. Everything is broadcast, so it's like, even trying to share awareness, you could you don't you can unknowingly spark the next motherfucker that want to do some shit like this. So, and then what, what was also worse was some of like I remember they 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 the they faced offense with hate with with slurs. The next day they were talking about what was the potential next stop. You could never know which one is real, which one is trolling. Because in this in this day and age, trolling is so hilarious to people. So it's kind of even harder. And then also when you hear the, the terrorist reason on why, because he feels like the white people are are being, they, he what, what was the cause again? Like the white person, like white people are being, um, being less heard or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, bro, that's what that is. So in your, in your and then he talked about, he had it on his gun reparations. Here's your reparations. I'm like, bro. Black people continue to tell y'all that we don't feel safe <laughs> at any point of time. We don't feel safe with the cops that supposed to police the area. We don't feel safe with white people. Like, how many times we have to say, show that we're not respected? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. This shit crazy, man. I mean, sending condolences. Uh, I hope that we can get this under under wraps. Unfortunately, sad thing about it is, and it's gonna sound bad. And don't 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 patronize me in the comments, but it's not gonna be the last one. Unfortunately, Man, it's probably another one next week. As you said, it was eight this week, and they only told about the, that one. Like, it's not even the downplay. It's just like the NRA know what they're doing. So you know, please protect yourself. Um, keep 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 your head on the swivel. If you if you are in a state that allows you to carry a gun, carry it. Go to the gun range. Learn how to properly arm yourself, because you never know with 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 these white terrorists out here. And 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 other sad news, you know, as Young Thug and Gunner and the rest of the, the YSL label are fighting this Rico case, one of their popular artists. Little Keed passed away, which is which is making me question this whole entire shit because his passing was just so random because he's only 
24 years old. Yeah. And he and he and he was and he didn't really he wasn't really known of partaking in lean. Like I remember I see a couple of his interviews, like he wasn't really into like smoking and um drinking like that. And apparently he was complaining about stomach pains and he kind of suffered from organ failure before death. So I don't even know, but RIP to you, little Keen. You know, I, I did listen to you to you and your brother's music a little bit when y'all first came out. 24, bro. That shit crazy, bro. I can't even imagine. Condolences, definitely. You want to run this track? Yeah, let's run this little key track. RIP, little Key. Pilo Key. Um, on to next news. You know, shout out to Jay Z though. You feel me? Brooklyn finest. Can we get? Can we get an applaud slick? You feel me? Now, if you did not know, the New York Senate officially passed a bill stating that rap rap lyrics can't be used on trial. What's your thoughts on that, Slick? I think it's good and bad. I think that a lot of these dude rappers be lying. So it definitely pulls them back from, you know, getting in trouble. But I also feel like if you're dumb enough to snitch on yourself about some real sensitive shit on on a record, sometimes you do have to be <laughs> held accountable. I think that the recent uptick in rapper arrests solely based off of, like, listening to their music and then doubling back definitely goes to show lazy police work, but also stupidity amongst rappers. But I think it's a step in the right direction because it's like, all right, you're trying to protect the artist's creative freedom to – Maybe embellish and tell a story, which is like, oh wait, no, that shit really happened. This nigga Andre Smith really did get popped on this date here. Yeah. So guess what? You are the one that's suspected. You feel me? So definitely feel that. I way. mean, I also want to shout out to Meek Mill, Killer Mike, Fat Joe, Robin Thicke, and all the artists who have supported the bill that Senator Jamie Bailey and Brad Hoyerman sponsored. So shout out to y'all for sponsoring that and showing y'all support for the bill. But I agree with you hundred percent. And I hope and I hope they could pass this in Georgia for a young thug in them. But um it but I definitely agree with you as a person who, you know, loves hood book of music. <laughs> the way how they be talking about people who passed away I can see why police officers want to use those lyrics because to the point with these young rappers, some of these young rappers do be snitching on themselves. They will tell you exactly how this person passed away. They tell you where the body's at. Tell you where, you, where they shot the person. And I'm just like, I ain't going to lie. If you're, giving, if you're giving police officers free game like that, you're how, how are they not supposed to take that? You feel me? Because, you know, we live in a clout era. Everybody want to do it for clout? Like, yeah, I really catch bodies. Oh, you don't want to believe me? Watch. Yeah. Uh, I caught your man at the red light. Hit him in the head two times. And took his droop. Like, you saying all that on a, on, a, on, a, on a bar. 
and the cop and the thing about it too is y'all be snitching on your own mans without even knowing. When you like y'all don't even looking at the Bobby Schmurder situation. Mitch caught a body by a week ago. There was all Mitch ass after that, after that bar. So y'all talking about, you know, your man's is the top shooter. We talking about, yeah, my man's right here. He will gun you down. Guess guess what the hip-hop police is doing now? They followed your man Instagram. Mm-hmm. They watching his movements. And then now they know, probably know his address now. And now they kind of tail, kind of tailing him a little bit to see to catch him in anything. So... Y'all gotta really be careful. Even though this law passed, New York drill artists, y'all gotta be careful what y'all put in y'all bars. The, the hip hop police is real. They are watching y'all. They probably have fake accounts on your gram already. They always on your live. That's a fact. Be careful, but there is a win for hip hop, though. I give that though. Now on to other entertainment news. Oh man, this is what happens when you talk shit. And you don't expect niggas to pull up. If we didn't really talk about this on this platform, but there was a little tension between Freddie Gibbs and Benny the Butcher and the whole Griselda about some situation, about some song. But then, you know, Freddie Gibbs put out his tour date and one of his tour date, Buffalo, New York was there. And and he was talking spicy. He was saying like, yo, if y'all really got a problem, I'm pulling up to your city. Come check me if you want. Well, must not know about Buffalo. A lot of people don't know about Buffalo like that. But Buffalo, low-key, is like, it's low-key the wire. I ain't going to hold you. Buffalo is low-key the wire over here. Well, just in just in time, Benny the Butcher and his crew caught Freddie Gibbs lacking and gave him that Mika Muka Luka Dantich up in there and whipped his ass. But shout out to Freddie Gibbs, though, because he got... Even with a swollen face, he still gave a performance that night. And apparently they took his chain. Apparently he's about to go on tour now. I don't know, bro. What's your thoughts on this? Hey, nobody dies, so shit. Talk shit, get hit. That's what I love about it, too. That's old head beef. You feel me? Nobody need to Nobody need to die. Nobody need to, to be put away in jail. Yo, bro, you told me to pull up. My niggas, me and my niggas pulled up. We, we, we laid the smack down and hey you get to live on and continue doing your tour i get to do what i gotta do and we both can still make money that's what you young niggas need to listen to not everything needs to be straight gunplay like that bro that's a fact now the nba playoffs is still going on you feel me i don't care about none of the teams because lebron is not in it that's what but, I was you saying. Know, I definitely don't. Huh? I definitely don't give a fuck. I <laughs> I watched the first quarter and I was like, yeah, this doesn't excite me. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm not betting on these shits. Like I don't care. Facts, but and I don't even like the whole matchup for Mavs and the Warriors. I don't even think that's a good matchup. And then you got the Heat against what's the other team? The Celtics. Which I I got my money on Celtics. The only reason why I got my money on Celtics is if the Celtics win the championship. Oh, I'm talking so much shit on the pod, bro. I'm talking so much shit because that's going to be the third Eastern Conference team that won a championship since LeBron has left. You can't tell me LeBron is not to go after that because when he was in the Eastern Conference, it was him or nothing. nobody had an attempt to go to the finals, right? That's true. 
But what's your? Th- but we also had some other stuff though. Pat Bev is in New York going crazy on ESPN now, talking wild shit about CP3 after those five bad games. What's your thoughts on this? Haters going to hate, bro. I think that Pat Bev doesn't like CP3. We knew that for years. I think that since they was traded for each other, he ain't fuck with him. And I think that when you give a hater a platform, they're going to say something. That was what he was the slander. Like, can we say Chris Paul played like shit? Yeah, we can from games three through six or seven, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But we also won't not pretend that, that you wouldn't take that version of Chris Paul over Pat Beverly any day. I think we have a clip. You want to play that real quick? Oh, we do? Oh, shit. I didn't know we had it. My fault. We queued it up. Queued it up. <laughs> I love Pat because Pat, career-wise, he really fought to be in the NBA. He played and he played in a lot of foreign countries to make it to the NBA. So he he kind of like a dog. You feel me? He wanna he fight for everything in his life. So for him to continue this and he make he might make a good sports analysis once he retired. You wanna play it, Chris Paul? What would Patrick Beverly want everybody to know about what your history with Chris Paul is? Is it just you being raw, straightforward, and whatever, or? Do you just not believe in the brother? No, I, I appreciate everything he's done for the game. Um, me, and, me and CP, this started when I was in high school, out of college. Okay. I went to LeBron James camp. And, you know, you, 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 Steph Curry is my roommate. We, you have this certain team that plays the LeBron James, the Chris Pauls, the OJ Mayo, whoever, whoever, Darnell Jackson, whoever it was at the time, in front of a bunch of scouts. And I got a taste of little CP there. Okay. And what was that taste? Destroyed him. Ask you Le- destroyed ask LeBron. him. Ask, ask LeBron. I don't have to lie. I mean, I like, ask Chris. That's your good friend. You know. So it's always been some from there. I respect his game. I love CP's game. Mm-hmm. Right. I love what he do. I love back in the day he destroyed Tony Parker and you know all that type of stuff in New Orleans. But the praise that he gets. And, and the slander that he doesn't get when he doesn't perform, it's not the same as it is with every other superstar. And my question is, why not? And why do you think why not? For one, he's a president. Former president of Players Association. Yeah. Go ahead. So it's kind of hard to kind of slander the, the, the president. I kind of agree with Pat Bev a little bit. Because if you really watch NBA, you know Chris Paul is one dirty-ass player. He be, he be wilding. <laughs> He be doing some dirty little tricks. If they, I think there's like a compilation on YouTube of him like tripping niggas, doing wild shit, flopping, trying to get the call. And you know, Pat Bev, anything that he does on the court get analyzed. Any bad behavior that he does get analyzed. Crazy. So I don't know, man. What's your thoughts? I mean, like I said. You got beef with a nigga, you're not going to big up him just because you're on TV. He was, they said how he felt. I mean, do I agree with it? Not necessarily. We know Chris Paul can be a dirty player. He tried to get the call sometimes. I don't know dirty, but he do what it takes to get the call. It could be annoying. A lot of people don't fuck with him in the league, like DeMarcus Cousins and them. But like I said, it doesn't take away from his greatness. And I'm like I said, on I'll still take that version of Chris Paul over Pat Bev any day. What's your thoughts on Lil Wayne going after <laughs> the Mavs owner like that? I mean, you said something, and Lucas shut you up, and then Mark Cuban said something, and you you was embarrassed. What's happened when you embarrass a hood nigga? They threaten to beat the shit out you. See it every day. Nah, I ain't gonna lie, he ain't threatened to beat the nigga. He threatened to piss in his mouth. That's a whole lot of disrespect right there. The piss in a nigga's mouth right there, like that's O D. 
Well, apparently, I just I just got when like they talk, Mac Main talked with them, and I guess they kind of squashed it now because I heard it used to be buddy buddies, but something happened when that when you know in the heats in 2011. But you know, shout out to Little Wayne though. You feel me? Now on to entertainment news. Oh, ladies, y'all gonna like this because the next couple of topics over here, y'all gonna really enjoy. If you think we bash women a lot on this platform, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be the change. Starting with, I don't even know what to call this nigga no more. Is he D- P Diddy, Puff Daddy, Diddy Love? What did he go by now, Slick? I don't know, Sean Combs, uh, Mr. Combs. I don't know. Well. Sean Combs is in, trapped in a lot of love triangle over here. If you didn't see on Twitter, you she he have young he has a city girl, young Miami going crazy after one of his old flame Gina post a picture of him on the story, which led to a whole exchange back and forth between her and young Miami. Mind you, we still didn't hear one thing, one thing from Diddy. What's your thoughts on this whole love triangle business, bro? I mean, did he, did he outside? <laughs> they rich. I'm just, I, I literally don't. Like, I heard about it, and I was just like, oh, did he got more girls fighting over him? But I'm like, somebody said a tweet. This shit was funny. They was like, did look at did, did he probably showing all this shit to his boyfriend? I was like, oh yeah, Wally. <laughs> yeah, Yo, chill out. Yeah, you know, you you just got a party with him. Like, well, he said the fab. Like, never party with me. You never party, party with me, yo. Nah, okay. I ain't gonna hold you. I feel like this is gonna be a hot take before you get the shit on, guys. When you have money, bro, and status like that, it don't matter. You can have any woman you want, and they and they make it okay. do shit like this without it looking bad. Because once again, they're not even coming after Diddy, and I would think Diddy even claimed them publicly like that for them to be wilding like that. But once again, that pride and ego from women. Everybody just have them going back and forth over well, here. Like, let's, let's be honest. Everybody got a pride and ego, so it don't even matter. But right now, the, the, for the context of this argument, yeah, Shorty felt one of them, both of them felt in their feelings, and they they spewed instead of taking out on the nigga that got them looking stupid. So, I ain't gonna lie, Gina type. Young Miami is bad. Gina type bad too, but she should stay out of the studio because she released some booboo ass, some booboo ass record about young. Miami, but yo, Diddy Love, you got him. I told you, you got him out here. All right, now on to other news. Oh man, Keisha, Keisha, Keisha. At a point, you got to hold somebody accountable for picking bad niggas or bad picking bad partners. I'm going to say niggas. Out of everybody that you could potentially see as a suitor, Keisha. You pick the one nigga that we are questioning his mental health. Oh, we know We're talking about know. this nigga here. We know that nigga who crazy. gave up, huh? We know that nigga crazy. We ain't questioning shit. White people questioning shit. We know the nigga crazy. <laughs> you talk about a nigga who had to just stay an extra week or two in the Oakland Raiders to get thirty-four million dollars, but could not be on a best behavior and lost out on that and been bounced around from team after team after that. You talking about this person here in mid game got into it with his coach and left at halftime. You talking about this person here who claims to have a severe 
ankle injury and won't get signed until he, he won't get it fixed until he gets signed. Mind you, he's doing a whole, he released the whole album everywhere with Kanye dancing, doing a whole bunch of other stuff besides football here. Some people just naturally revel in fucking toxicity and stupidity. I'm not even done yet. We're talking about this guy here who recently got into a domestic situation with his kid's mother multiple times. This is the person here that you would want to potentially see. Keisha, 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 Keisha. I don't know if you're trying to get on your Mary J. Blige shit and get some more pain so the next so the music can slap, but this is not the way to go, baby girl. This is not the way to go. I don't know what to say to this. Like, I, I I don't know what to say. I do. That next album goes slap. <laughs> That you was wilding out in these streets And now you up on a shade room (laughs) He got you looking crazy Your mistakes is as bad as every time you put out a song Keep making excuses for you You might as well have Picked a better dude <laughs> that, was a, that was off the cuff too Okay yeah, Oh come on man So that was good no, That's alright That's just I'm just being a big head I'm doing Nah I'm bro But nigga She tatted AB on her on herself That just means he got good dick If shorty gonna tat a nigga name on her That nigga was fucking the shit out her I ain't gonna lie, he was typed right on his caption like you, you, you not the, you not that nigga until you, you bust down the R and B diva. I ain't gonna hold you down. Uh, I know we supposed to shit on fellas, but ladies, I ain't gonna lie. City girls is down. <laughs> they fighting a the love triangle. Monica is still over here longing after C murder. <laughs> Keisha Cole getting tatted, <laughs> get got Amy tatted on her. Y'all looking bad for the summer right now. <laughs> y'all looking bad right now. I need I need you hot girls, city girls to get y'all shit up out here. Cause city boy, we up. <laughs> we up out here. All right. Time but to now shit. Time to shit on huh? let's go. Shit on these niggas. Let's go. Yes, let's shit on these guys. Cause this this video is going crazy on TikTok and on Twitter. Of this woman who allegedly went on a date with this guy, not only paid, but gave him gas money, but still wants he still wants her to come to the crib. Play the video. Literally just met him. So you're just going to sit on your phone? Yeah, are you going to get up and start walking? Why do I have to walk? Like, I mean, you look close enough to walk. So. But you drove me here, so I don't get why I'm walking home all the time. Like, I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you know, you don't want to come back to my place. So there's no point in me not wasting gas. You can walk from here. I mean, I feel like I don't want to go to your place because I don't know you well enough. And it's just like our first time meeting. Like, does that not make sense to you? I don't get it. I mean, we spent the whole day together. I'm obviously attracted to you. You know, I don't see what the issue is. You can either come back to my place or walk. Literally just. Niggas is corny dogs. Bro. Yeah. Niggas is 
Corny. Ladies, I, get, I, I, I'm, I apologize. I apologize on the behalf of our male species on this on this whack ass dude. You couldn't be decent enough to drop her home after the date, bro. I like yo. Like, I just sit here. I'm like yo. That's why I say outside is trash. I don't understand why niggas like unless you just already out there. I get it, but it's like yo, the dating game is is disgusting. The entertaining game is just disgusting. It definitely just you just look at it. And it's like yo, this what you want? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she don't if she don't take no nigga seriously for a minute. Because I'm like yo, you assume just because you took her out and you spent the day with her that she gonna fuck you, and because she not now she on her own. That's some corny shit, and that's some little bro shit. You super fucking. You obviously corny. get no pussy. I'm just gonna keep it buck. Niggas that get pussy don't have to worry about shit like that. Because it's like, yo, we vibing. We had a good time. It's fine. I'm going to seal the deal eventually if she want me to. And if not, it's cool. It's more fish in the sea. But, but my thing is, be a fucking decent human being. Sure, whatever. Sure, you don't want to get cool. Take shorty back home. She's a black woman. You're going to allow her to walk home or go public transportation, Uber. No, no. What can happen to her off the strength because she didn't want to go back to your crib, bro? She had every right not to want to go. Like, nigga, ain't she give you gas money? Yeah, nah, she shouldn't be gave you no damn gas money. No, nigga, like I said, niggas be expecting shit, and I was like, yo, you, you like that shit right there is corny, and it makes the rest of us look bad, and it adds to the niggas ain't shit narrative, and it's not all of us. So, nah, and ladies, if you going if you dating these type of, if you going on dates with these type of niggas, I, I apologize. Vet, vet I'm niggas, sorry. Yeah, vet these niggas for y'all go out with them. Like, actually talk to them. Like, have conversations. See where they head is at. Cause I'll be like niggas will def- niggas will serve you up a perfect person, and then as soon as they clip or they get what they want, you it's like all right, cool. Been there, done that. Cause you know, I understand from us fellas, like you don't want to be finesse, you don't want to be new, you don't want to be the food nigga. I understand that. That don't mean you gotta force pussy. Like, come on, you don't gotta force your pussy. You don't gotta sit here and gaslight her, manipulate her into giving you the body. I never understood that. I never want a box forcefully. Either through physical or manipulation, I never want that. I want you to give me the pussy because I'm just that nigga. I don't. I ne- I never understood that from other niggas. I want the coochie because you. I want you to give it to me because you know I done what I need to do. I'm that nigga. I don't want to sit here and manipulate you, lie, do whatever to get the. I don't understand that. So so what she's like my thing about it with this nigga is now after you have this uncomfortable conversation, so so she's gonna say okay I'll, I'll go back to your crib. Yeah, you want nigga. someone like that to go back to your crib to do what, bro? That's a fact. That's definitely a fact. It's, it's, it's trash. It's one hundred percent trash. I hope she ain't show the nigga face. I was like, I hope she should have put the nigga face out there so his niggas could clown him. Like nigga, you ain't get no pussy, bro. Yo, fellas, do better, bro. I understand, you know, we talk about this a lot on this podcast, you know, about the dating, but we don't advocate for those type of niggas. Not at all. Not at all. We don't advocate them type of niggas on our platform. Ladies, fuck them niggas over there. Don't give them niggas no time. I'm glad that you exposing niggas like that because you got to, niggas got to understand that shit is corny. Girls do not owe you sex whatsoever, bro. Girls, hey, not owe you no box. If you want, if you really that nigga, you gonna get it. Put it that way. That shit's so sad. But all right, time for some music shit. Yeah, what's your thoughts on on Jack Hollow getting dragged for not knowing that Randy and Ray J was siblings? 
mean, the nigga from Kentucky. He probably ain't watched Moesha. No, he just started rapping. You probably heard Drake. And this nigga's like, 24 years old. How the fuck is he? I don't think he know who Brandy really is. I Like I said, I saw the little tweet. I laughed at it and kept it pushing. <laughs> That's not even my conversation. <laughs> Bro, but that shit is so crazy to me because, you know, they, you know how people started going to, like, oh, culture appropriation. Oh, you shouldn't be part of the culture if you didn't know that, if you don't That's, know Brandy or no niggas Brandy like to get You know niggas like to gatekeep on everything just so that they can feel special or get some. Like I said, the nigga that said that probably got like 30,000 retweets or the shorty that said that. Like, that was a little clout. Like, who the fuck cares? You argue Bro, with a millionaire. Like, what J. Cole said, you argue, you, you cracking on a millionaire. The joke is on you. Both of the motherfuckers. Hey, his demographic should not know who Brandy is, to be honest with you. That's I love Brandy. But she's not, she's not doing stuff for the younger crowd no more. Right. The niggas don't watch Moesha. It's all right. It's okay. Jack is cool, bro. They don't. They don't know about. I want to be down with what you going through. Niggas don't know about that type of shit over here. They don't. Of course, niggas know about Ray J because Ray J's been more outside in the past couple of years than Brandy and they probably, in the limelight. And they probably seen his dick on Pornhub. <laughs> exactly. You said that like you were shocked. Now, I said that. <laughs> Yeah, I was shocked that you said that. I thought you was about to bring up Jesse Williams because we ain't talking about this last week. You women are thirsty as hell. We're gonna briefly talk about this. You women we're are not, thirsty as not, hell. We're not clowning on women. We already made our Keisha Cole joke in the Young Miami joke. Let them live. Nah, yeah. nah. I'm gonna clown women sometimes because you can. You know how they be on us when we be thirsting after some of these IG models. I ain't gonna lie. Some of y'all tweets was. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna lie. I saw I saw a, a, a TikTok of a girl reacting to like um, Jesse Williams and whatnot. She 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 got the filter that turned into a train. Oh, <laughs> she was like choo choo. <laughs> Shout out to her though. But you know you girls out here, y'all y'all this same this bucket as those guys over here. Absolutely. Y'all was going crazy over that mixed cock over there. <laughs> and that's where we go to the next part. Let's talk about this amazing Kendrick album. Uh, you can talk about that bullshit. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well then, if you guys living under rock, Kendrick Lamar dropped his fifth LP, Mr. Moral, and was it the Big Steppers? Yo, I'm not going front. We are an advocates of therapy for this podcast, and I feel like uh, this album has really put me in a unique space in terms of I really, and I was talking to uh, Rakeem Wayne about this the other day. It's like I really have started to look at my trauma and my my issues, and even what I'm going through currently in life. And, you know, a lot of times I think you kind of just blame everybody around you for what's going on. And like I said, this is like, like this crazy is because of the hip hop album. Like, I really have been like, yo, maybe I'm the fucking problem. Like a lot of my problems are, you know, based on what I've been through in my life and the bad habits that I picked up or what I thought were good habits are not necessarily that. I think Kendrick being able to put that into a rap album where you just feel so much and you just kind of like as a black man kind of be like, yo, I felt that. I felt the issues with my pops. I felt issues with my shorty i felt issues with white america i felt you know all these different things and, and the call i think first track he goes in like yo she, she said my shorty said i need to go to therapy and every track builds off of that and then picking people like having uh kodak as a narrator on the project yeah, i know i'm a kodak fan i've grown into a kodak fan i know he's a shitty individual at times i i totally i don't i don't not reprimand him when he fucks up but i think kendrick being able to see past that and put him in a position to really like yo tell your story or, you know, say what you've seen and Kodak and getting into that pocket was definitely appreciated. And I think just the, the sounds, the jazziness of it, the instrumentation of it, it just, as an album, and as an album alone, is enjoyable for me. 
do I think it has like club value or replay value in terms of like individual tracks? Maybe like two or three songs you could probably play on their own. But I think as a complete body of work, it, satisf- it satisfies listener very, very much. And I think that we waited five years for it, how many years? Like it was worth it because it's like I feel like every Kendrick album you get a story, and this was the one where it's like, yo, whatever comes next, make sure you you're, you're right with it. Make sure you choose yourself. And I definitely got two of the tracks for song of the week, and no one. It wasn't gonna be my song of the week, but y'all, the niggas on the internet loved it so much because it was very toxic. And as we said, black people especially use social media for therapy when they could just go see a therapist half the time. So exactly. and that, that's the song we we cry together, which is literally him and his girl arguing and getting like like it sounds like something you shouldn't. It's like if your friends was arguing like this, you would try to leave the leave the crib. Like it was that crazy. But it's also like that's some niggas real life. We argue, we don't get over shit. We say hurtful shit. We do hurtful things to each other, and then we try to fucking get over it, not realizing that that shit is really damaging us. My personal favorite track or highlight is Die Hard with featuring Blast and um another young lady. Let me just see who it is. What's her name again? It is Die Hard with Blast and Amani. I can't see her last name. But that's my shit. I play that shit on the walkout every day. Every day. And it definitely killed my future vibes. I've been trying to go back to the future album. I could play it at certain points in the day, like, but I really got to like sit there and listen because it's like, yo, Kendrick really got me really in questioning and analyzing a lot about myself. I think the fact, like, yo, he has a song, Auntie's Diaries. He talks about, his, I believe, his transgender aunt and so it uses the F word, uses like, but he does it in such an art, a poetic and an artistic way where you're really sitting there like, yo, shit. And people was mad. Like, how you going to say, you know, I ain't gonna say it here because you know we ain't trying to get them. them yeah, that's a fact. We're yeah, not trying to get canceled. That, that community go hard, but it's like to take it that word that is so detrimental to them and tell a story where it's like, yo, as young black, and it's true, as young black kids, we said a lot of dumb shit because we didn't understand it and we just heard it and we ran yeah. with it. And it's like, yo, some people are hurt, getting hurt by. Well, lie, not to cut you off. The, that gay, a gay niggas used to say that for every everything. Everybody. That was like a, a subword for whack, to be honest with OD, you. OD, OD, OD. So definitely like just telling those stories and just, you know, generational curses, generational trauma. Like, I was dead looking at my own pops like, nigga, I tried so hard in my life not to be like you. Just to be in a position where I'm like, I'm starting to think like you and I'm like, nah, fuck it. But I also like, I get it. How do we fix bro, this? Bro. That shit, bro, that shit. Is the scariest shit ever. Like I under when you I, start developing, yo. when you start developing your parents' traits, you're like motherfucker. I tried so hard to step away from you. Boy, and I, like I'm like, yo, was this embedded in my DNA? Like, how the fuck did I get here? You know, or just even like somebody I couldn't stand. Yo, I fucking get it. And being like almost disgusted with yourself, but also kind of being like thankful because it's like, yo, all right, what happened that I got here? Which you could probably see a lot clearer. And how can I fix this before, you know, it becomes a permanent part of me or I, I pass that on. Like, that's one thing. I'm not trying to pass that shit on to my kids about, oh, several, about, several, about a lot of topics on the album. So when I play it, granted, like I said, does it have the replay we talked about? We went outside the last two weekends and we heard Drake records and like, does it have that impact? No, it's not going to be something that you hear outside. I don't think you're not going to hit niggas bumping it in their Benzes and whatnot. But I think that you will hear people that, especially real rap fans and people that are in need of healing that might not necessarily be at a place to go to therapy, I would say this is a great place to start because you're going to really think about some things that 
for lack of a better word, might open some doors to healing for you. And, I, and, and, and just opening that door is a major step. So I know B wants to shit on it. Nah, I'm not, actually. I'm not, not, not going to lie. Quite, I, you want to laugh, but the only thing I've been able to play after it, I played Take Care, and today I started playing Nothing Was The Same. So I went to Drake. Hey. I went to Drake Projects because it's like one total transparency moment. One of the uh, one of the hardest things for me in my life, and even right now, as I feel overly sensitive about shit, right? And I think going through the Kendrick album made me look at other. I'm listening to other albums that have meant a lot to me. And looking at those themes through that lens, and it's just like, damn, I, I get why I felt this way at this age, or when I heard this at this time, why it was so special to me, and why it continues to be special to me, and then why I have that energy now. And it's just like, yo, this is all a part of the healing process. But yeah, I, you can get your point up. But that's definitely, I definitely, those are the no, two, no, no. Those are two projects I want to have more to say, go. No, no, no. Like I said, I'll save that for, I'll do a slick talk on it or something. Like I do a song by song breakdown. But like real shit. Oh, Patreon? I like, think you should do one. I think I you think should do it. But yeah, go ahead. Uh damn, you just gave a, a, a beautiful soliloquy about the album. And I was coming on some hate. Now I can't even hate on it now, bro. You, you switched my opinion with that beautiful soliloquy over here, brother. I mean, you know, obviously everybody's know like Kendrick. I respect Kendrick. I respect his artwork. Similar to what Ish said on a Joe Budden podcast, his flows on a beat, it just does not mesh with me mm-hmm. it never really meshed with me like i, lo- I love all I, I like some i like good kid mad city i like some songs off of damn i didn't really listen to, to pimp the butterfly like that it just never really meshed to me like other artists so that's why he's never really highly regarded in my book like that but i do i do like this take on this album this was definitely new um it was something that was much needed in the culture. It was sort of like, I hear a lot of people say it was like holding up a mirror to yourself mm-hmm. and seeing what's going on in the culture and how he enables certain things and allows certain things to get popular. He even threw a shot at Drake. But then again, I could see what the, the statement was true. Like, damn, after all this time with y'all niggas beefing, y'all just end up just yeah, hugged it <laughs> clearing out, right? up and Fuck. Yeah, I, I, like I, that's I, crazy. Y'all just throw up a whole benefit concert after years of beefing, talking about each other, uh, talking about each other like that. So I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna leave the hate aside. Go get the album. Um, you know, support Kendrick. I can't wait. This, I hope, I hope everybody knows that y'all not getting no new Kendrick project for years now. I'm telling you that right off the bit. He took five years to make what three to five years. Yeah, about. Yeah, he about to get the same amount of time before he comes in that. And also, I want to give a shout out to his partner. I don't know if he, I, some say it's his wife, some say it's his fiance. I'm just going to say partner, Whitney. From his, from, from he first got into Limelight, we never really heard anything about his relationship except that they've been together since high school. He didn't really hear too much about her. She didn't, they didn't really talk about their relationship. And for them to be so transparent about their relationship, on this platform and I want to give her a shout out because in this social media age now by putting yourself and putting your business out there now you just invited a whole lot of people to judge and to place their opinions on her and to really 
analyze her now. So for her to be strong and allow to not only allow yourself to be subjugated to that, but also allow your man to have the freedom to really to create. <laughs> Huge shout outs to you, Whitney. Huge shout out to you. Hey, the kids look beautiful. I'm, uh, you know. Shout out to y'all, you know. I still got Drake number one. I still got Kendrick number. Nah, I got J. Cole number two. I well, I'm more. I love J. Cole music a little more. But these are these are why the these are the three top people in the industry. That's it. Now get to these tunes, man. No, maybe you got other albums to reflect on. Well, that's on you. I ain't listen to them shits. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, okay, okay. Jack Harlow. Come home, the kids miss you. He took my bar, by the way. I'll be dropping that. He took my bar. He took my bar. I'll be saying that shit. <laughs> but the Jack Harlow album, man, got a lot of slander off his debut, especially off of the success of First Class, um, Nail Tech, and other things. And a lot of people talk, calling him the Diet Drake. I... I don't see it. I've been I've been listening to Jack Harlow since the Confetti EP. This sounds like a Jack Harlow tape. <laughs> if you listen to Jack Harlow's music before, you copy his EP or the or his first album. This sounds like Jack Harlow with better production. Granted, I'm not putting this album in high regards, but there's at least seven tracks off of off this album that I'm fucking with heavy. Od. Of course, you know, I love the 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 church hill downhill by you know him and Drake. So we so so that I'm fucking with heavy. Um Dua Lipa, I do anything, I, I do anything to make you smile. I played that as my song week last week. Um I first class was a hit and miss, but the chorus hit. Movie star with Pharrell hit. Um Poison with Lil Wayne. Like he got some bangers and he got some legends on it. So I want to give him a shout out for that. And I don't think the album, I think the album needs to get a better review. I think yeah, I was expecting something that he really is not. Understand he's still 24. So I don't know why I expected him to give you some grown lyrical miracle type of album. And then now for the second, for the for the, for the last album we're gonna review is my boo-boo, LMA. <sighs> LMA, LMA, LMA. This album was the epitome of R&B. Granted, it's a hot take. I do feel like the first album was slightly, slightly had a little more bangers on it. This second album, Heart on My Sleeve, has some bangers on it, but I feel like the first album hits a little bit more, like Shot Clock on it and what you might call it, it those were some tunes, but this album was 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 fire to me. The the features, I love it. Like a mess featuring Lucky Day. I played that as my song of the week last week. I think that's a great tune. Um, Leave You Alone. Um, How with Roddy Rich was fire. Um, Power of a Woman feels like didn't say Fallen Angels pieces. Those. This is a real R and B album. This was really R and B, love, um, growth, heartbreak. It was really a heart on my sleeve. Like, yes, I don't think it's better than the first, but I think it was a great follow up album for her. And I'm excited to hear future projects from my boo LMA. I think that's it for my albums. 
Maybe I'll actually listen to him. <laughs> you know, but um, now we're into our Shonga of the Week now. If you are on YouTube, please go exit out and go to your favorite streaming platform, which is that Stitcher. Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite streaming platform, and you can go find us there now. What's your song of the week this week, bro? You had to give them a heads up, so you might as well so re- re- rate yourself. Ken- I'm gonna go Kendrick, Drake, Kendrick. So first, I'm gonna play a little bit of "We Cry Together." That's the song that had. Oh, you went to three? <laughs> you had two. <laughs> I'm only playing snippets, nigga. Like I said, I got shit to do. This is "We Cry <laughs> Together." This is what the world sounds like. You got me fucked up. Fuck you. Fuck you. I swear I'm tired of these emotional ass, ungrateful ass bitches. Unstable ass, confrontational ass, dumb bitches. You want to bring a nigga down, even when I'm trying to do right. We can go our separate ways right now. You can move on with your life. Fuck I you, nigga. You love Shit. Bitch, I don't know shit. Fuck your feelings. You want some whole shit? See, I don't know why you like playing mind games with me. Mind Bitch, games. I ain't slow nor dizzy. I know when you be in distance. I know when you fake dizzy. Get out your feelings and miss me with that reverse psychology. I ain't going front. I've never had an argument with a woman like I've argued with a woman, but I've never argued like that. <laughs> so when I first heard that shit, I was like, any nigga that sympathizes with that is fucking toxic as shit. But if you listen to the track, it goes as you need to, the hook is just fuck you, nigga, fuck you, bitch. And the last part of the record, he goes into shorty, they just fucking, then you hear the back shots. He's like, fuck me, nigga, I'm gonna fuck you, bitch. I was like, whoa. And that sounds like hood love. And we don't necessarily condone that because that shit get toxic. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm going back to Drake. Like I said, I'm listening to Drake. You would think I'll play something from Take Care, but this is, I was gonna play Lord Knows, but we're gonna play this. I'm just gonna let it run for a second. Tuscan leather smelling like a brick. What? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Coming off the last record. I'm getting 20 million off the record just to off these records, nigga, that's a record. I'm living like I'm out here on my last adventure, past the present when you have to mention. This is nothing for the radio, but it's still play it though. Cause it's that new Drizzy Drake, that's just the way it go. Heavy air play all day, with no chorus, we keep it thorough, nigga. Rap like this for all of my borough niggas. I reached a point where don't shit matter to me, nigga. I reached heights that Dwight Howard couldn't reach, nigga. Prince Akeem, they throw flowers at my feet, nigga. I could go an hour on his beat, nigga. 
I'm just as famous as my mentor, but that's still the boss, don't get sent for. Get hype on tracks and jump in front of a bullet you wasn't meant for. Cause y'all don't really wanna hear me vent more. Hot tempo, scary outcome. Here's a reason for niggas that's hating without one. That always let their mouth run. Bitch players talking like starters, I hate it. Started from the bottom, now we here, nigga, we made it. Yeah, time for a Tuscan leather smelling like a brick. Degenerates, but even Ellen love our shit. Rich enough that I don't have to tell them that I'm rich. Self explanatory, you just here to spread the story. What's up? Got you with that Slit one. Gucci roll like they say up MUNV. Young rebel, young money. Nothing you could tell me. Paperwork in too long. Maybe you don't understand. Come on now. Yeah, after this, I'm going to definitely go upstairs and re- finish listening to the album again. But I, I, this is my favorite. Top two, not two. This my I know I know you gave Kendrick Lamar all his credit, but top two, not two. I figured you would appreciate that. This is my favorite Kendrick track off the album. This is Die Hard. I play this shit religiously right now. Let's run it. I pop the pain away, I slide the pain away, I pop the pain away, I slide the pain away. I hope I'm not too late to set my demons straight. I know I made you wait, but how much can you take? I hope you see the God in me, I hope you can see, and if it's up, stay down from me, yeah. Sherry, Sherry, Cocoa Bar, in a flame and ice, where I be without you, love. Trust you, don't judge me. I'm a diehard, it gets ugly. Too passionate, it gets ugly. song is supposed to be sad as fuck but that shit is a bop <laughs> yeah, that, that was cool i like it <laughs> whatever nigga it's time to play your hood boogie shit you already know the fucking vibes gunshot slick <laughs> all right we're gonna start off with new york you know we talked about this album a couple episodes ago but i just recently heard this song and this shit been on repeat this is fabio foreign featuring cravo through the fire Yeah. I came a long way from Brooklyn. This shit sound like growth. Oh. This shit sound like church. This shit sound like church. Yeah, you did through the wire, this through the fire. Yeah. Let's do it. 
I'm fighting my demons while fucking this demon. Fighting my demons while fucking this demon. I'm in your city, don't know when I'm leaving. I'm in your city, don't know yeah, when I'm look, leaving. Yeah, look, she got a man, I know that she cheating. She got a man, I know uh, that she cheating. But everything viral, and that's how I leave it. Yeah, huh? That's how I leave it. I'm yeah. here to win, I'm doing my thing. I'm here to win, I'm doing uh, my thing. She got a bag, she doing her thing. Uh, she got a bag, she doing yeah, her look, thing. Yeah, look, I pray when I die that I get my wings. I pray when I die, huh. I get my wings. I just pray when I die that I get my wings. I pray when I die, I get my wings. But I don't plan on it. No. Uh, all of my problems, I dance on yeah. it. Anything I say, I'ma stand on it. Yeah. Get my life to the Lord and his hands on it, nigga. If they want problems, I'm here for it. Niggas dying in the hood for a pair of Jordans. And they not coming home with the manslaughter. Niggas not coming home with the manslaughter. Give me for my sins. Give me for my sins. Give me for my sins. They said what goes around is gonna come around. I shoot them and never come around again. When niggas don't never come around, they tense. And whoever I come around, they win. My bitch said my own niggas staying on me, so she never come around my friends. You can't move me. Why my demons are fucking his demon? Oh, that's fire. Yeah. All right, I got I got to go a little R&B with this next track. Um, let's go with Anne Marie. First track. In the panty combo, the big T over the over the panties, undefeated, <laughs> undefeated. All right, my last song. You know I gotta go to my West Coast shit. R.I.P. Catchy the Great. R.I.P. Draco the Ruler. This is Draco the Ruler, Future, and the whole stink team. Pow! Right in the kisser. He ran up on a chop, he's a boxer. Pow right in the kisser. This a stick, this a drum, I'll drop some nigga. Pow right in the kisser. I'ma shoot the can till the cops come. Pow right in the kisser. We did him like that, cause he's a spot burner. Pow right in the kisser. Pull up with the stick, with the drum, who won't run with me. Pow right in the kisser. Stupid shells dumping out the chop, it's a hundredy. Right in the kisser. I'ma pull it out the Louis bag. Don't come for me. Pow right in the kisser. I just dumped a nigga in some Christian Louboutins. Pow right in the kisser. I just shot a nigga granny house. Don't care who in there. Pow right in the kisser. I can't trust the niggas that I hang with. They be shooting kids. Pow right, Pow in, right the in the kisser. That Draco was- the Ruler featuring the Stink Team. Pow right in the kisser. That is some shit they- you would play. That is huh? that is dead ass some shit you would pick. <laughs> you should have heard the whole. You should have heard they they all the niggas that was featured on the song went to that same flow as Drake or the Ruler. <laughs> yeah, but 
You know what the people's here for. You know what the people stay here for. The people's choice. The people's favorite. Slick. Drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. It is fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the TSA, the Toxic Service Announcement. Oh, can I get a little applause? Hey. No, no special guest this week. It's just, it's just slicking out here this week. Um, you know, sometimes you know, I know, I know a lot of people enjoy when we have guests, but you know, we can, we can handle, we can be toxic on our own. Right, Slick? Yeah, yeah, nigga. All right, let's talk about these hoes. Now I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, one thing. Yo, shout out to those girls who kept bleeding their mouths back in the days. You feel me? Shout out to y'all, you know? <laughs> oh, you want to fight for your life. Understood. I see you. Yeah, shout out to the queens, that, the razor blades and all of that. Yo, I got threatened over the weekend and I kind of liked it. <laughs> That's toxic, right? She's like, don't make me have to fucking tase you. And I was like, like, I, I really looked it up I was like yo So like 15 minutes Like what you gonna do to me When I'm taped for 15 minutes Let me know Let me know <laughs> I was excited But um so As you know how the TSA goes Um We do two topics We got an extra one on Patreon Go check that out Um This week it Before late. we get started bro Since we have a little time I w- oh, We was reflecting on last week Shout out to Praise Shout out to her She did great She'll be back soon Um You know It was I appreciate the conversation, but I wouldn't have open conversation because I don't want women to think that we hate them. At least, at least on my standpoint. I just want to, before we get to the topics, I want to reiterate this. When we do talk about these topics, especially relationship topics, my true view is I believe all genders are trash. I don't believe when I when I talk about women and stuff that they do. I don't sit here and neglect what they say about us guys. I know us guys is fucked up. If you heard earlier in this episode, we should have done AB. We should have done that dude on Twitter. I I humbly accept the criticism that women have on guys. When we do talk about this, I just hope that y'all able to accept the criticism that we give on women. Fair? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that and then she, Praise brought something up that I do want to address again. I didn't like, like. I feel like we get so many roundtable ideas to have with a big panel. The 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 organized assaults on black women, and I want to further talk about that. And I think that another thing we got to talk about is the overall attack on black love. You don't see any other group of people that attack their own like that. You feel me? Black men shitting mm-hmm. on black women. Black women shitting on black men. And it can be perceived as an attack. I think both sides have to start taking accountability for the roles that they play. It can't just be one sided. It's not fuck these niggas. It ain't these these bitches ain't shit. It's that we like this might be the Kendrick album talking. We all got shit that we dealing with, and sometimes it's easy to put each other down rather than look at you know the role that we playing and try to break the cycle. I think black love is the most beautiful love on this planet because I think it's the purest form of love. I think that for all that we've been through as a people, you really can see like when a black man and a black woman get together. Is it is it Sunrises and peaches and roses and shit. No, it's not. It's it's tough because we have to learn how to love each other. And we also have to learn to look past our biases and our bad habits and love each other properly and learn to love each other properly and communicate and be accountable. And I think if you're able and willing to do that, it makes perfect sense. I think, you know, to not 
love each other is definitely a cop out. And it's easier for clout's sake to just, or because I'm in my bag to say some fucked up shit about a black woman or a black woman say some fucked up shit about a black man. You feel me? And I think that we got to really get away from that. Because I think the first thing is acknowledging it. So if you, if anybody feels like we are contributing to the assault of on the character of a black woman, we sincerely, that's never our goal. Like you said, it's 100% to have these conversations and these plot points and give our perspective on it and not necessarily the shit on but it's like, yo, as a, as two heterosexual black men, what, what we need, we would want accountability on both sides. We're fucking up. We want to hold us accountable so we can address it. Like when they told us we can't say all women. Absolutely. Women, y'all can't say all men. And we got to come to consensus mm-hmm. on what is it that we bo- both both sides needs in order to, to flourish and be successful. So that's just, you know, 100%. 100% point. agree with you, brother. I think I think you hit the nail right on the button. It's just a conversation. And I think, think the most important part is the ability to communicate with each other without both parties feeling attacked or feeling like they have to be on defense constantly. Because what I feel like for both parties is we're – we're not listening to understand. We're listening to, to debate. And, we want to yeah. and that's the real So issue. we're not really listening to what exactly guys are saying. And we're not listening to exactly what women are saying. So it's kind of like, damn, we're just trying to get our point across and make sure that we're right instead of mending the situation. Absolutely. But speaking of that, this is one of the topics that we're going to talk about. So if you don't know Jada, Jada Chief, shout out to her. She recently asked a question on her live and wanted to answer it. Play the video slick. And you know, lately, like, I always be asking my friends, like, do y'all feel like the value of women to guys have went down or guys just don't, you know, respect us, appreciate us how they used to back in the the 80s and the 90s? You know, like, women control the, like, literally, you know, because I can say this now, but I only say that because of status. Like, we making hella money just like these. But as far as a, a man literally worshiping the ground a woman walk on, it's kind of rare these days. We running out of that. Um, and it, it's kind of scary in, in society today. And I don't know, I might piss a lot of people off talking about this, but it's just conversations I be having with my friends. But guys don't appreciate us. I don't know. I don't know what it is. This might be just something I talk about on my, maybe the first topic I talk about on my podcast because I. You want to go first slick? Cause you know, they, they say, right. Always go off the gate. <laughs> oh, that's what they say. Um, I think she, she poses a good question, but I also feel like time and circumstance plays a role. Cause I think you also got to acknowledge that the eighties and nineties, it was either, if the nigga was there, yes, he worshipped the ground, but that was also he was in a, a drug fueled like life was crazy type shit. So it was either that's yeah. the, also the era of the yo single parent households, first and foremost. But I think that when you talk about love and something we talked about in the past is it's like we live in an overexposed era. Guys are we'll expand very on that. Like guys are very visual, and now with social media, smartphones, you are in constant contact with. Anybody that you want to be with at any time, right? And as we just kind of alluded to prior to going into this topic, right? We talked about this idea of like dog eat dog, men versus women, right? So you beefing with your shorty, you could talk it out. Or you can go on Instagram and look at all the big booty girls up there, right? Slide in some DMs, do some dumb shit. Same thing for the ladies. You beefing with your man, you could text your little work husband or whatever, work boyfriend or whatever, (laughs) 
and, you know, get your shit off, make yourself feel special. So I think that we're just in a time period where, unfortunately, there are more negative stimuli that make you just not lock in with your partner as much. And I think that for all people saying, like, you know, we see the lovey-dovey tweets and like, it's like, oh, flaunt your girl, love your girl, this, that, and the third. Everybody's so afraid to be played. They're scared to put themselves out there. They're scared to, they're scared to love each other or learn to love each other properly, you know? We we talked last week about, you know, the fear of the independent woman. And, like, a lot of that, like, she said, girls is making money. Girls is making power moves. We love it. We love to see it. But then it's the, the sometimes those women don't cater to that manly aspect of sometimes what men need. And that's something that can be off-putting. So a lot of these guys is also not capable of giving women what they say, what they want. You know, they, they, they want to, you know, be out here. They want to be toxic. They want to be wilding out in the streets. And that's not what these women want. So I think it's just a pure disconnect. But I wouldn't necessarily say 80s and 90s. Because like I said, again, I feel like contextually, unless you grew up grew up seeing it, because I don't know if I necessarily saw it growing up in the 90s, like mm-hmm. that's a little bit far-fetched. But do I feel like men don't appreciate women as much? I could say yes and no. Like I think that they appreciate it, but I think what, the definition of what they what a good woman is to a lot of people versus to men versus what a good woman is to women might vary. I think that's again the disconnect. I think that's the tough part. It's tough because like, oh, what did you think a good woman was coming up versus what now what you think a good woman is and then versus yeah. what you say that and then a woman can tell you no, that's not what a good woman, a good woman is. This. She getting her own. She getting that. That's like, well, where does that leave room for me? You feel me? You hit the you hit the nail right on the button with that. It's just like. I, I I totally agree with everything that you said. I think it's just what you said just now. Women, what I've been saying in this last couple episodes, women are in a revolutionary period. They are redefining what a woman is in all shapes, in all forms. They're showing that they can do as much as we can do. They deserve to get paid the same amount. In any aspect, you can even look at it in sports, education, politics. We have a, a, a female vice president, and we was almost close to having a female president. So, so, so my thing about it is the reason why I, I think women don't feel like guys are appreciating them more. So, I just think that this, we are not evolving, or at least. We're not allowed to evolve, almost kind of. Yeah, we are. We because that's yeah. You you on point. This I don't know the Kendrick Lamar album or something. You on point. This on this on this toxic segment. I, We're not allowed to. Because I agree with you, nigga. This 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 don't happen often. I guess. Sorry, <laughs> but it's just like, bro. You want us to maintain this the eighties and nineties lifestyle with you in the whole modern day change and it, that's why it's not clicking the same it's hard it's not clicking it, it, it is very hard and i think that we kind of touched on it with praise last week from just our point of view it's like women are growing up being told they don't need a man and then go get it and you know be resourceful fuck these niggas get what you can from all these niggas if you don't put a ring on it you could do whatever you want type shit and as guys a lot of us grew up in single mom households where either we had to fend for ourselves and we build negative uh negative views of women and build supremely bad habits or, you know, vice versa. You're taught to love a woman, never put a woman down, empower women, be there for them. 
even put your emotions put your emotions to the back so that ah, so that yeah. you can you know be there to support and there's nothing wrong with that but look and even with even with your family you gotta don't matter what you're going through no matter what you have to do is go out there and make a way to provide and put food and shelters on the table i'm about to Continue. say yeah, yeah that's like that's your shit like son coming out of college i was like i gotta get a job i gotta get established i gotta make sure i'm in a position to really you know if i meet shorty or just be like, all right, that's the first to be appealing. That's the first thing. Like, you gotta, you gotta be educated. You gotta be making money. You gotta be, you know, have this shit together to be appealing. And if you're lucky enough to find somebody who you really vibe with, you gotta provide. And it's like even establishing what that looks like, especially when you don't see it. Like I seen the tweets about, you know, you gotta pay for her hair and nails, or some other nigga will buy her this, that, and the third. And it's like, damn, like that conflicts with the independence because it's like almost like shit. You want me to to do that? But what if we going through it? Like, am I still supposed to do that? Or like, you know, is other niggas doing that? Like, how do you expect me to be comfortable with that? And it's just like, it's just a lot of things you have to really discuss. And it's a lot of conversation to get there. I think that the distractions are evident. You see, like I said, everybody, TikTok, Instagram, that's what I said. Social media is such so detrimental because you see people pretending because it's not all real let's be let's be 100 percent facts it's, yes. niggas is faking the funk on a lot of shit you see but it's like oh damn oh yeah they just flying out this idea yo you get your i'm, I'm getting sure these rooms it's tricking it's looking like it, they're making tricking look like new relationship goals and i feel like for a lot of guys that's not it either like yo fuck nigga, i, I make eighty thousand dollars a year how the fuck i'm tricking on you we, we live in a more expensive state <laughs> And not to cut you off, but you a hundred percent right. Most of y'all, and I believe both genders, is capping. We was having this conversation like a week ago. A lot of you niggas is not player. Y'all be saying y'all pushing P, y'all pushing player. No, y'all niggas be really out here begging and groveling over coochie. Cause y'all niggas be on Instagram and other places, even on Twitter, tweeting like, "Yeah, I got shorty on my body." You know, shorty filling the kid. But whole time, Shorty got a whole thread of you. <laughs> this transactional, just you over here trying to spend money and begging to try to spend time and shit. Yo, please, please, let me just take you out. I'm going to take you to Ruth Chris. I'm going to, I'll take you to Jamaica. Just give me a time of your day. That's you, you, you not knowing that you're fucking up the economy, by the dating economy by doing that. And then also with women, Y'all cat, y'all sit here and sit here and say, man, ain't shit, man, man deserve less. Oh, I would never do that. I would never be in that situation. Whole time, <laughs> y'all be in those situations and be in those drunk and selecting the niggas that y'all talk, y'all tell other women to stay away from. So that's why, I, that's why I don't really believe in what is posted on social media because it's not. Most of y'all are not really living up to what y'all putting out there. Y'all creating a facade. Everything is fake, bro everything is fake and i think that that's the like that's the realest shit of it if you like somebody tell them talk about it and like go like and i think the realest shit is like yo you like you both parties have to want to love each other like you're both co-stars of your show and i think when you're able to co-star like it's not just this is like you know the shit is the temptation shit it's not about you otis it's not it's about the band y'all too much like chris brown i mean chris rock said nigga sometimes you got to take lead and one got to fucking rock the tambourine. But if you're not willing to do both roles, it's never going to work. You're never going to feel worship. You're never going to feel special. You're not going to get that feeling because that's not what you're looking for. And you know what? Also, you know, also what just came to my mind Whatever. is the whole the whole equality situation. So women are asking for equality. 100% agree with it. 
but also in this area and also in this era, we're promoting our mental health and emotional development. So you're talking to a lot of guys who are emotionally fucked up, new, <laughs> mentally fucked up, and now are in a growth of emotional development by going to therapists and seeing all that. So now they talk. Now they seeing like, hey, you want to e- you want it to be equal with me. So that means. And also now they have their emotions to probably together. Is not is the logic is not combined with some of the guys. They feel like, wait, hold on, you want to be equal with me, and then my emotional so my emotions have to count within this, and it doesn't like react. You got to create a space where we can both have our moments and have our emotions and valid be able to validate and be accountable. And some people can't do that because 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 women have to admit in the eighties and nineties. Your emotions were more valued in the relationship yeah, than guys. Cry. Guys wasn't allowed to cry or even. There was no Drake. There was yeah. you, there was no drinking and dropping. It wasn't supposed to be that. It was like if you feel away, shut the fuck up and go to work. And that's some real shit. That's what a lot of not a lot of suck it up. That's Don't cry. Why are you crying? Suck it up. Yeah, it's like and it's like. Like this nigga over here crying over me, y'all. Like, yeah, bitch, I love you. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, that's 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 real. That's real shit. Like, you have to be able to take accountability. Like, like again, a lot of people, both parties, are not taking accountability for the shit that they do. Exactly. And then it's like, all right, both we out here being played. Fuck it, we are gonna make this a transactional shit. How the fuck am I value? This is transactional. I paid for the vacation. You fucking. And then we said, then we and then. Niggas get clowned for that. It's like, yo, absolutely, because you look stupid. But how do we get to the transactional part? You feel me? What? But what I think is, it's gonna sound radical. We need to forget about old sense of dating. Slap. Let's stop referring to the past. I'm, and I know this is probably not going to happen, but I'm just gonna put I'll put a thought out there. Let's not focus on what happened in the past, because clearly, and that's a lot of thing that people don't talk about. Both both men and women. The past wasn't that great. <laughs> Absolutely wasn't. That your grandmama's love was not that fire. She didn't have that. The eighties and nineties, even the seventies, even the sixties. The perfect housewife in the sixties. You heard about all the six? I read the book, the, the feminist book. They talk about how all those housewives were suicidal, and there was they had a lot of addictions, and they had to Vice pop something. Oh yeah, not Vice. What's the shit called? Uh, not let's Oxy. Quaid. Nah, they had this Quaaludes. Ah, shit. Xanax, no, I think it was Xanny's or not Xanax. It's one of them. It's one of them white Sex in the City drugs. What? What are them Bill Cosby pills that he was giving back in the days? <laughs> those is Quaaludes. But yeah, but you have to understand, and that's why I always, when we had a discussion, I'm like, yo, really look at the culture context of what you're asking for. The 80s and 90s love was a facade because you didn't have social media to. They really get a do. lot of that shit from movies, bro. They don't movie, fact, movies only show one of the bad parts. They don't show the they don't show the little arguments before the breakup. They just show the niggas. One, remember, remember, <laughs> Love Jones. They was fucking in the rain, and then three months later, he on the couch like this bitch was with her nigga. Fuck you. <laughs> like that's and that's, they don't show the every day. We fall in love with these. Like I said, we gotta readdress. You said it, but you gotta readdress the idea of what love is and look because there was no social media back then to give you the real. The only thing I would sit here and say the couples in the past half over us is perseverance it was they didn't leave a motherfucker right away they they stood 
I'm about to say they might have been creeping in the in, in the midst of it, but <laughs> but they stayed. That's the only thing that they have over us in this generation. But we don't really know the real of the relationship back then. Because to be honest with you, if if that relationship was so perfect, a lot of motherfuckers would have fucked up parents now. Yeah, but they would address some of them generational curses. Kendrick talking about. <laughs> So we got to redefine the dating and stop looking towards the past or these roles and all that other stuff. You work with your partner. Y'all find out a system that works for you guys. Y'all communicate. Y'all Com- compromise. Communicate. You show accountability when you fuck up. Balance each other out. No one thinks they're more superior than the other. And talk about what you fucking need. I think that's something else that's so crazy. Because you rather subtweet and like shit and retweet shit. But if you never brought that shit to me, how the fuck I'm supposed to know? Preach. Not just real shit. And I think that's something that has been a downfall of a lot of relationships in our generation. It's like, yo, you wasn't doing this. You never said you needed that. How the fuck? When was I supposed to know this? You just supposed to know. How? How am I supposed to know? Because your friend's man does it. Like, oh, because I gave you a look. I looked at you. And, then, and men and women both do it. It's like, yo, bro, what, you, what do you need? Like, tell me. Or like, show me. What you need in the bedroom? You tell me what it like. Oh, don't put my leg there. Did it? Just pull my head. Choke me. Like yeah, put yo, put a thumb in my ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you can tell me that, but you won't tell me. Yo, son, step it up. I need like I need to feel secure. Like I think we got. And you know what they they fuck. you know what they do do that, but they do that after men and women after men, months a months of building up. Yeah, man. And they blow up. They blow and that's up when and that's when it doesn't translate well because you're translating it angry. Absolutely, you can't hear that. You you're on defense, like you said. But I think we got to really stop attacking masculinity and femininity. I think that we got to allow motherfuckers to really determine what that is for them. And once you determine it, you figure out a way to manage that with the partner. There you go. Yeah, she told me about this. What time we at? An hour 25. We might have to save this. We can talk about this shit real quick. Yo, we're going to just sidetrack. If y'all want to come back to this, you know, leave comments. We can further discuss it. We can have some of our, uh, our, our email listeners pop up and we can continue to talk about this. I think it's a strong dialogue. This is like healthy, toxic. I guess we can have a minute or two to talk about how you, if you can make a woman laugh, you can get some ass. That's cap. <laughs> I'm not. tired of, I'm it's tired. It's not. I'm tired it's of not. this Man, statement, bro. Yo, funny niggas get coochie, bro. If you can make a woman laugh, you can make you can you can make the room laugh. You will get noticed, and she will. Don't 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 get me wrong. It's it's a great quality to have. I I as a nigga that loves to laugh, a girl could laugh me out my jaws. I ain't gonna hold you exactly. But I done I done I done already thought about giving you the jaws already. That's just a that's just an added boost. Yes, (laughs) just an added boost. Yes, they will think about giving you the jaws or give or giving up. No, I was thinking about giving you the jaws before that. (laughs) Um, But I'm saying it was there. But then you ever, all right, you ain't ever about to fuck with a shorty and then she just had no personality. It's just not funny. You're just like, damn, bitch, you just ruined it. Girls go through that shit all the time. It'd be niggas that they be wanting to fuck and then niggas say something stupid like, uh, two plus two is 22 and thinking they gonna get a laugh. And then guess what? No pussy for you. Maybe not that night. Maybe on a drunk night in the party where you could write it off and then you don't count towards her body count. But, but you know, but you know, but you know, I know you're 100% right. But my thing is, I don't want, I don't want, Fellas to think, okay, yeah, I just gotta be funny. You gotta have personality. If, 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 yeah, personality. Well, I'm, just gets saying, I'm just saying, like, yo, you if if you can't just pull up to a girl and just start telling jokes and whatnot, and she's gonna just give you cool. Like, she has to be attracted to you and other stuff before, and then when she see that you're funny, okay, boom. Or or your personality when you first meet her, 
It's like, oh shit, this nigga funny. Oh, I can, I'll follow him. I'll talk to him. And look, all of a sudden, you got a, a drawer full of panties from senior year of college. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's wrap this one up, bro. All right, you already know what it is. Please follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If any, if we had any brain in those business opportunities, please email us at this might not go at gmail.com. I'm the host with the most. It's your boy, Sir Grace, and y'all be safe out there. This episode will be out on time tomorrow, and we'll see you next week. Look out! Try to tell them we up next, you can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk, that slick talk. He gonna get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. One take. We not even doing it again. Keep that. That's the one.